0: Hey guys, welcome in. Today I get to bring you an interview with Jamie Ryder. Jamie is not only a self-employed young man out of the UK, but he is also coming up with a concept for his customers that I think is very unique and very different. Uh, He does copywriting and content marketing for businesses. And something that he brings into what he tries to help businesses do is a true philosophy, a set of values that they wanna communicate to their customers. And I think one of the ways they try to do that is really great copy and really content marketing to be a really a key piece to that. And how he does it is incorporates something called stoicism, very unique approach. I've been studying this off and on for the last year or so. And Jamie reached out to me and I'm like, yeah, let's do something with this. And stoicism is is just a philosophy. It was founded by Zeno in Athens back, I think around the third or fourth century BCE. I'll let him give you the specifics. He's the guru to this philosophy. But very much mirrors a lot of what Food is all about. It really does. It's just a philosophy of teaching good virtues and seeking out wisdom and trying to live a good holistic life. And so very much so is what Food is all about. And I wanna make this note very, very clearly. I am I don't have an agenda here. I'm not trying to promote it as a religion or a philosophy that you should follow. That's not what this is about at all. But I think to some extent, what Jamie is going to tell us a little bit about this philosophy, it does mirror what we're trying to accomplish on, and Thrivehood and to help you guys become, as you always hear me say, the best version of yourself that you can be. So here we go. Jamie Ryder, welcome aboard. How are you, sir? I'm
1: feeling great, Tim. I appreciate the opportunity to dive into some of the topics around mental health and how that applies to the male space in particular today.
0: I love it. You had reached out to me months ago, and we had been trying to nail this down for a while. And I know you'll get into this briefly. And and while my goal and my role here is, I'm I'm never trying to promote a, a philosophy or the religion. Something that I thought was really unique about Stoicism is. Just the, I don't want to take your thunder, but just the the philosophy, basic fundamentals, as we'll be talking about today, it really does resonate with me. It it really falls in the lap of get, get off your butt and go take life and don't let anything stop you. And I'm I'm making it uh, more simplistic than it really is. But if you would just take a few minutes Jamie first of all tell us a little bit about yourself and then just walk us through maybe where you know you you uncovered this unique approach to mental health because I like you said I think that would be great for some of my listeners to at least see and, I, and get the idea of where you where you landed with that
1: Yeah for sure so if you can tell from my accent I'm clearly not from the US I'm based in the UK from Manchester what we would say over here is I've got quite a lovely northern twang and I grew up here all my life, very passionate about where I'm from up north and in my background, mental health has always been super important to me for a number of reasons because... From a young age, I battled on and off with social anxiety and that was a idea that really galvanised me to want to help other people who had gone through similar conditions and through the years, I've looked at very different modalities or methods that would have helped me with my personal condition and... Some things worked, some things didn't, but what I found ultimately where I came to was the idea of philosophy and particular schools of thought that really helped to transform my mindset about a lot of things. And it was really interesting if I look back on this, because I never studied philosophy academically. I was aware of the subject when I was younger, but I never really applied any of the principles up until the height of the pandemic when... Obviously, there was a lot of uncertainty around business, personal things for everybody, and my anxiety was into overdrive, and I needed something to recalibrate my path through life, and then philosophy just seemed to come to me at the right time. That was through podcasts and books, and the philosophy that stood with me the most was stoicism. And I learned about that through Brian Holiday's The Daily Stoic podcast. And that opened up a whole new rabbit hole of infinite possibilities for me. And I've still been digging that hole ever since.
0: <laughs> uh, I find it interesting. Let's, and you and I already agreed before this interview, we're just going to take this ball and just go wherever it goes. And I like those type of interviews. You said something about, that this all started when the pandemic happened that we've all faced around the world, wherever you're living and me too. And you had made the comment about how high anxiety was. And, and that was a a real challenge. Here's what I love. Can you sort of take me to the place? Like what was it in you that said, I got to do something because that's key to me for these young men. You're in the middle of pandemic. You got anxiety. I mean, how, how did you go from, I don't know what to do to where now you are, you know, apparently you're really living a, a much better life. How did you make I mean, that to me, Jamie, that in and of itself is a part of stoicism. It's realizing I got to make a decision here. I can't just keep doing what I'm doing. We know what that, you know, the definition of that is. Talk a little bit about that moment during the pandemic and how you made that leap to, to say, I got to do something to better myself.
1: Yeah, that is really interesting for me, because if I look at that now from where I was, I can't remember the exact specific moment, but the feelings that I felt were certainly around the idea that, look, I'm stuck where I am now, literally, because we can't go outside in the world, we're stuck where we are. So I was physically stuck in place, and that forced me to wrestle with the idea that, I'm here now in life and there is so much uncertainty around where my path is going to take me. So the silver lining there from the pandemic was that it gave me some time to think and reassess. And then through discovering the stoic aspects of life through the podcasts and the books and all of that the teachings in that school really appeal to me from that practical aspect to say look i've got this theory about something but unless i push myself to actually apply this practically then it's that idea of just talking about philosophy rather than trying to live it and as soon as i made that connection of stoicism being focusing what on what you can control and what you can't control that just made it so much more easy for me to start running with the idea and trying to apply those practices on a practical level
0: you you made the comment that you were physically stuck and when you said that and then you're you're sort of sharing here Something hit me I thought was powerful. You may have been physically stuck, but you were mentally free. And I think that that just line just came to my mind, what you did and what I see. And I think the takeaway from our listeners is, okay, I can't physically go anywhere. I can't physically do anything, but that doesn't mean I shut my mind down. That doesn't mean I can't continue to think and process and develop from a, from a psychological and a social and an emotional standpoint. I I, I can evolve Beyond that, just because I'm hearing these four walls doesn't mean I can't put my mind at work. So I thought it was really interesting when you said that that that's what you did. At least that's how I hear it. It's okay, maybe stuck here in these four walls, but I've got to continue to exercise my brain somehow so that I can maybe move beyond this. So let's let's move into you you touched on it. And I have, too. I'm sure there's people going stoicism. What the heck is that? (laughs) Because. I didn't even know it was a thing till I started my podcast. Can you break this down? Take a few minutes and just break down the basic philosophy. How, like, tell us a little bit about it. How did it start? What does it mean? How, What does it mean for you personally, if you would just share with us?
1: Oh, I always love this question. Uh, Great to get up on my philosophical soapbox about this.
0: (laughs) There you go. There you go. So what
1: I would always say is it's really important to look at what little s stoicism is, i.e. the character trait of stoicism versus big S stoicism, the philosophy. And this is where the idea for me really started to put some steam towards positive mental health, because prior to learning about it myself, I always thought about little s stoicism, the character trait of being emotionless, gritting your teeth, not actually dealing with things or not voicing it. And to me, that is very unhealthy. But whereas the philosophy is the complete opposite, it's basically saying you have to be active in the world, you have a cause that you believe in. So how do you uplift your communities, how can you regulate your emotions which is anxiety or depression, appropriately to your situation. And this goes all the way back to ancient Greece with the founder of Stoicism called Xeno Citium. He was a very successful merchant who had a lot going for him, as the story goes. But overnight, he lost everything by being shipwrecked in Athens. So here was a guy that had something, just take everything out from under him and he had to shift his mindset. So he was walking through the Athenian marketplace, trying to find a way to get over this situation. And he wandered into a bookstore and he just came to this book that for whatever reason resonated with him by the author Xenophon, who was a student of Socrates and this epiphany hit him. He was like to the bookseller, What is it about this book? Is how can I find people like this or men like this who can teach me these kind of things in this book? And as luck would have it, the bookseller pointed out a philosopher called Crates who was wandering by the bookstore at this time. And they said, That's the guy you're going to want to follow. And that is what Zeno did. He followed Crates over a number of years, learning about his particular perspective on life until he was ready to go out and develop his own worldview. And this took Zeno to the Athenian marketplace to a spot called the Stoa, or the uh, the gateway, basically, in the Athenian marketplace, the Painted Porch, which is where Stoicism comes from. And the idea was this is the open space where these guys could just have open debates with each other and just try to learn. And Zeno based his principles in Stoicism on the four key principles of justice, wisdom, temperance and courage. And this idea of living in accordance with nature. Now, what I take that to mean is living in accordance with human nature, i.e., you can only control what's going on inside of yourself so to a certain extent you have to tolerate people who you might not agree with but you can also uplift them at the same time it's living in accordance with nature around you trying to be more sustainable perhaps or just thinking about how you can have a positive impact there but also on a worldwide community just with people who are around you to try to be more aware of how they're feeling too. And it got to a point where I actually carry around one of these stoic coins here that have the four virtues on them. And what I really love about these kind of things is it says, try not to exchange them for others, i.e. those four virtues. And for a personal standpoint, I love having some kind of physical reminder of anything to do with mental health or philosophy that says, Maybe something's gone on in your life, but if you have that physical reminder, you could just look at it or feel it and think, yeah, that's fine. Just reframe what you're going through and then just keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. You said a lot there. I could go back and you know we could talk for an hour or so on this, but uh, something that you talked about were the, the four virtues. And I thought there were some different types of practices within Stoicism. Can you elaborate on that? Was there maybe one or two that has... Helped you specifically uh, as it relates to mental health and maybe some that some young men could uh, could actually apply to their own life
1: absolutely what i love about stoicism is that the concepts there are very simple to actually apply day by day something that's really helped me is called the view from above which is attributed usually to the roman emperor marcus aurelius and there are quite a few modern interpretations of this in different psychology formats but essentially what it comes down to is taking a big picture view of a situation to diffuse things like anxiety or anger. And by doing that practically, it's essentially saying you might be in a situation where somebody has made you angry and you're starting to go off the rails a bit. But what that teaches is, Try to look at it from an astral projection point of view where you'll step outside of yourself first to think that there's people in my immediate vicinity who are probably going through the same things or that they might not be working out how they thought it would. The next step is to imagine you're looking down at your city or wherever you are and there's more people who are probably going through the exact same situation and then you'll finally take it a step further by imagining that you're looking down at the entire world and you're locked into that wider community of humanity and then slowly you'll come back down into yourself and by that point hopefully you'll think that this anger that I was feeling probably against the grand scheme of things. It's not that big of a deal because you've actually taken the steps to think about why you were thinking about this or something that might've been not rational if you look at it from that objective standpoint. So it just diffuses that anxiety for me. And I'll tell you a personal story that, that actually helped me because uh, within my family, we have a, disease called muscular dystrophy that is genetic and that has impacted my father's side for many years and I always knew for a fact that I would have to get tested for this disease and I can say that I don't have it but what helped me manage that anxiety into the run-up to get the results for that test was doing the view from above to say that no matter how anxious I get about this particular outcome, I don't really have any control of that. So all I can do is actually mitigate that feeling. And that really helped me deal with the uncertainty of what that result could be.
0: Do you have, Jamie, do you come across other young men that are really, truly dealing with a lot of the challenges ever since... I'm sorry to say 9-11. Good Lord, that's America. Ever since the pandemic took place, are you running across a lot of young men that that are really struggling with mental health and anxiety and I'm sure probably even depression and suicidal type tendencies?
1: I think this is a really interesting topic here because what I look at it from this sense is that, what are we now, about three years over the height of the pandemic. And I think a lot of us are still mourning the life that we've left behind. And we're still not over that really as a society because it all happened so fast and you know we had to adapt. And there's still things going on around the pandemic that we're not necessarily talking about, but I think there's still a lot of residual trauma there that people are still trying to deal with in their own ways. But on the flip side of that, I think because we've gone through this fast change, then a lot of younger men are now becoming more open to talking about these feelings that they might not necessarily have spoken about because they hadn't had any, you know, something physical that really forced them into that situation or or to have that time to reflect on what they were going through or articulate these feelings. And to me, practices like stoicism really can help uh, men on a younger level because it is that very easy to understand practices but the theory is quite simple to get across to people too and that's what i really love doing to a certain extent is bringing philosophy down to earth to say that it is something that you can practice it's not something you just have to talk about or debate with people
0: yeah, you've got to apply it, right? You can, you can, you can debate and and be philosophical all day long, and or religious or whatever thing that you know we we try to pull in to help us through life. But at the end of the day, if you're not applying what you're learning, it doesn't doesn't do you any good. I'll say, um, Jamie, it's so true, especially definitely in America, we are seeing just. I think it's. I think the pandemic is what really instigated. I think a number of pitfalls for young men, that's just the beginning of all of it. And I think as we've been going through, you know, coming into 2023 now, there's just been so much that, uh, at least in America, where there's, as you probably know and have read, there's a lot of unrest uh, politically. There's, we got a lot of racial issues going on. There's, you know, and then there's, uh, we got some stuff. And I don't want to, finger point from the government, but we're not in the greatest situation and circumstances right now, which is the truth. Let's just be honest. And I got to say, you've got young men, you know, late, maybe late teens into early to mid twenties that are coming out of the pandemic. And then, and of course you've got all of these other individual cyclones circling around their life there's no wonder that they're saying, you know, what wh- what should I hope for? I mean, hope for what? There's nothing to hope in anymore. You know, I go to college and spend $200,000 and then I end up working at a gas station. I mean, you know, on and on and on. So I think what's great is, is, as far as, and that's not just stoicism, but I think in a lot of different philosophies and ideas, the goal here is to realize that it, it, doesn't have to stay this way just because it is what it was three years ago doesn't mean it's going to be that way tomorrow big i had a father my father-in-law say something to me that has resonated with me for years and i'd struggle with some things in my past and well you know why should i try you know i've tried all this stuff and and he's like man you know your your past doesn't dictate your future young man what happened in the past has is irrelevant to what tomorrow's going to bring and so you got to get out of that mindset. So I do like the idea that what you are conveying and what you are bringing is, as you said it, and i say it on my podcast, control the controllables, right? Those things that you can control, then control them. Stop acting like you can't. And those things that you can't, you got to learn to, I mean, almost in a way, embrace the pain. So maybe that's somewhat similar to stoicism, but do you have any thoughts on final thoughts on that? Yeah,
1: that's really triggered like a conversation thread that I was listening back to one of your previous episodes. I believe his name was Chase and he was a pastor who wrote the book about five instincts. And I remember you having a conversation about two camps of male mental health on one side you've got the idea of toxic masculinity and the idea that you're trying to break it down whereas the other one they've, they've gone the complete opposite side where it's that raw emotion of just feeling those instincts but he made an, a great point about saying that it's rather about the idea of saying how any kind of mechanism is about making you better as a man or better as a human being and that's where I really find stoicism to be very helpful there in the way that it can push people to really ask or question, look, just because, you know, I might be going through anxiety or depression, I still have the power within myself to learn how to overcome it, but also to impact change in my life and in communities too. So that is where philosophy, any ancient school of thought or any perspective in that part of the world can really help to push male mental health forward for the better with multiple conversations
0: yeah, and it's great that you you know you you made the comment early about you know, obviously you're not from the U.S. By the way, and you probably know this, all of us at the U.S. We love how you guys talk. We love your dialect. We just think it's so cool. And uh, you from and the other reason that I wanted you here today with us is I wanted the young men to realize this this isn't an American issue. This is a worldwide issue. This is all around the world that young men are fighting sometimes tooth and nail just to try to get up the next morning. Right. And so we're not this isn't segregated into countries or, you know, or providences. This is a worldwide, in my case, pandemic in and of itself, mental health for young men. So I I appreciate what you're trying to do. I love that you're trying to get the word out that you're trying to say, Hey, you know, and and you're not trying to say, this is the only way out. That's sort of what you were saying earlier. It's like, is there, is there, can I take a a nugget of anything that I'm being fed today somewhere? I read a book, I I read a billboard, I watch a show like, Hey, wait a minute. There's a nugget right there. I need to think on that because maybe that was a moment for me to help better myself. Right. I had a conversation with, somebody recently were talking about, you know, my boss is awful and he sucks and there isn't anything that I like about him. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You sure about that? I think even some of the worst people in the world, if we give it time, there's a chance we might learn even just a little nugget that we didn't realize and say, gosh, you know, in this case, what this guy was talking to, he's a jerk and he treats me like garbage and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? and he sort of loves his kids a lot, man. I really noticed that about, him. well, that's a value that you That's a trait that you can add. That's a virtue as you're talking about, that's a virtue you can add to your life to say, Hmm, I mean, I may want to think about that and apply that in my life, that when I have kids, that other people see the value that those kids bring to me. And, you know, again, what you said, it's not just watching and observing, it's applying that to our lives. Anyway, I could, we could preach forever and go down this road. Let's go. I want to, before we get too far into this, I want to dive into a little bit. As we were talking before the interview, you were sharing with me that you, you do copywriting, but this philosophy as it's coming to your life has sorta helped that process. Tell us a little bit about what you do, your website, your business, share with us a little bit about that, Jamie.
1: Yeah, for sure. So the business is called Stoic Athenium and at that core is a combination of philosophy and copywriting. The idea around that was that I think every business has some sort of philosophy or set of values that they need to communicate with their audience and copy and content is absolutely essential to getting that message across. Now that's one side of it, but also on that personal business level, you show up with a personal philosophy that I think you bring into business. So if I'm working with a client and they want to learn more about how they're trying to embrace their own version of authenticity or whatever that means to them, it is encouraging them to practice what they preach within their business. But on the copy side, it's great to be able to communicate that to their audience, particularly in sectors of mental health and self-development. Because I find that has a very lovely crossover between the stoicism and the philosophy angle, because those crossover generally with similar themes.
0: Uh, I like what you said. You said authentic, authenticism especially I've noticed for young men, generation Zers or what they're calling them here in America, Gen Zers is they look to brands that are authentic. They have been sold a bill of goods and have seen it for so long in their millennial parents that they're like, you know what, man, if you ain't who you say you are, then I'm not going to show you, you know, the time of day. So I think it's great having the business philosophy Prove to others and show others that, like you said, you are what you preach. There is an uh, authenticism there. And if that's a word, but, you know, it's, there's there's authentic truth behind who they are as a business. How long have you been running your business, doing your copyright business?
1: So that has been running for two years out of the pandemic. And wow, that time has gone really fast. But prior to that, copywriting has been an industry I've worked in for years. And going back to that idea of recalibrating, it just made so much sense to me at that point where the stoicism propelled me to want to go self-employed and to journey into the unknown and try to improve my mental health. And because the stories of mental health really resonate with me. It galvanized me to want to help businesses in that particular sector as well grow through the copywriting
0: aspect. So you were, would I say you were 25 when you started, when you became self-employed, started this business? Is that is that right?
1: So two years ago.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, regardless of that, you are a, a, a guy in your 20s. This is the other point that I want to make to these young men. There's a guy in his 20s that saw an opportunity and took advantage of it and is living a dream self employed doing his own thing and and what i also like in the, this concept that you have created is you're helping other men you're helping other not just men women too but you know for this podcast we're helping other men you are instilling hope in other men and a philosophy that maybe that could resonate with some guys that maybe something else doesn't and would give them an opportunity to grow into is thrive, it is thrive, right? Thriving is about not just growing, but, you know, blooming and blossoming and growing in that. So I think that's great. Well, Jamie, a couple of things here. First of all, thank you for being with us. Tell us a little bit about where we can find you on the World Wide Web and social media. Where, where, are, where are you all posted at?
1: Absolutely. You can find me at stoicathenium.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter under those same handles. And by going on the website, you can also sign up to my newsletter, Sexy Philosophy, which is aimed at trying to help break down these ancient schools of thought to help people live their own version of authenticity, too.
0: Well, fantastic. I enjoyed having you as a guest. And as we finish out here, We always like to leave our listeners with a bit of encouragement, a bit of advice, motivational speech, whatever, whatever you think would be of benefit as we close this out. And again, thanks for being on the Thrivehood podcast, Jamie.
1: Uh, This is going to be difficult because just trying to distill down one thing. But what I will say is my ultimate philosophy is everybody is more than one thing. You can prescribe to many different types of perspectives and beliefs beliefs and you can cherry pick from them so my ultimate advice here is just to be a wisdom scavenger find what works for you and apply in a way that makes sense to you on the path to improving your own mental health
0: this podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only views and opinions expressed by guests are not necessarily those of the host please seek the advice of a trusted adult
1: or qualified professional on matters specific to your needs